I, I'm legit still embarrassed buying like tampons and no way. I am. I send in my husband to do it. You make Adam buy your tampons? I do. Isn't that more embarrassing? Well, hey guys, welcome back to Period Sis. Before you start this week's episode, please do not forget to subscribe, rate, and review over on Apple Podcast app. It is a way to get us charting and show your support for the show. I am not on my period today, but fun fact, your voice changes on your period. So yes, if you have been waiting for it, it only makes sense that we have a full episode on periods, the miseducation of them, and the need for educating more women and men about that time of the month. Of course, there's a ton of euphemisms. We say Aunt Flo is coming to town. We say it's the time of the month. And as you guys know, I have been a little, I don't wanna say iffy. I'm not sure if there's some trauma there, but if you know me and you've listened to a few episodes of me over on Horrible Decisions, I am not here for the blood, okay? I luckily am joined this week by a wonderful guest to discuss the stigma surrounding periods, not only in our culture, in society, and even more so recently, pop culture. Ladies, mothers specifically, if you do have children, we do discuss how to have the period talk with your daughters, but also how important it is to also have it with your sons. So go ahead, sit back, relax, and enjoy this conversation this week with Chelsea Von Chaz. I'm so excited to have her. It's another tale of womanhood for women by women. I'm excited for this episode because if y'all look at the name and the cover art, there's a little droplet, right? And it's red, right? And of course, that is from what many of us have been getting for um, probably the majority of our lives, unless there's a reason we don't have a period, of course. And I am joined today by Chelsea Von Chaz, who is the founder of Happy Period and board member of Period Equity. Hi, Chelsea. Hey, girl. Hey, what's up? <laughs> I'm excited to have this conversation because, listen, I ain't going to hold you, right? I'm one of those that will admit that when I have my period, I still don't want to look down at the blood. So <laughs> I am, I, I'm ex- like, trust me, I'm one of those and I'm almost 30 and that is how I'm still feeling. But I'm excited to have this conversation with you. Can you let my audience know before we get into this exactly what you do? What is your foundation? What like? What is your job? Oh man, my job is to educate people on menstrual health, and the whole purpose of that, or the point of that, is to normalize folks having a period, and you know, just the whole process because it's quite normal. It's just like sex and death and birth and poop and blood <laughs> but oh, um we just don't we yeah it was like making nasty we just we just don't talk about it but yeah my my organization is called happy period i started it with my mama we uh, started off just distributing peer products to people to folks in need folks who are experiencing homelessness who or who have low income um and then we uh kind of like ventured off into more of the the uh, public health and education direction um, because we started getting requests from schools, like schools saying like, hey, we don't have free pads for our students or we don't have a nurse's station. You know how like you go to when you're in elementary school and used to have to go to the nurse 
if you, you know, you got your period and you didn't have anything. And it's crazy that you say that because I've known friends that, yes, I was out of school that didn't. And so they had to get picked up from their parents. Yes. Like, yes. Like, because they messed up their clothes. Yeah. And they can't finish and they can't finish going to their classes. So I do. I want to start there if we can. Yeah. Let's bring it back to elementary or middle school for some. What do you have an experience? Because you said you do this with your mom. What was your experience with getting your period? Uh, for me, I was prepared. I mean, I, I'm not gonna lie. Like I had a whole squad, grandmama, auntie, mama, my dad, like everybody prepped me for my period. Um, I would say the MVP though was definitely my, uh, fifth grade teacher. Her name was Miss Lucy Jackson, RIP, because she did pass like two years ago. Um, but Miss, Miss Jackson was dope because like she, you know, gave me the period talk before I got my period. And she told, she used to actually have like pads in her drawer, like a drawer that she had in her desk. And that's what she would tell us like, Hey, if you need a pad or something, like you could just go into my desk and, and grab it and let us know. And then she also gave us kind of like these, like not necessarily like hand signals, but we kind of like had certain things that we, she taught us. So that way, like if she was teaching and something just happened and somebody just had to go to the bathroom it wasn't just like a weird like somebody just get up out of their desk and just go like we could like look at her and give her like a hey I need to go to the bathroom it's here just she yeah. is a real one she was like really cool and so I remember when it finally did come I was at home when it came so you know uh I just told my mama and she was like, okay, go get a, go put a pad on. I was like, nah, sis, I'm gonna go take a shower. So I went and took a shower and, you know, so I had a good experience at home, but I remember like Monday came and I was like, Miss Jackson, I got my period. She was like, oh my God, congratulations. Welcome. Like (laughs) she was like so into it. So yeah, um, I think that's just so super important though. Like, because she was an ally, you know what I'm saying? Like she didn't make it like, oh, this is weird. This is nasty. She was just like, hey, this is what your body does it's quite normal let me know I got you like this is what it is you don't but have to be crazy embarrassed yeah as women we know it's coming and it's crazy because I have a separate experience I actually and maybe you can speak to it um if you've had any experience with women sharing this as well but I hid my period for the first year so I would actually if I if I went to any of my 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 mom's friends houses or if I went to any any of my friends, I would steal pads um, so mm-hmm. that I would have a stash when it came. But I literally hid my period for I, well over a year. My mom at that time, it, I was in fifth grade. I was maybe nine or 10 years old. Mm-hmm. And even if it got into my panties, because at the time my mom did my laundry, mm-hmm. I would just throw them away. I literally would not have her find any remnants of my period. And I can't remember if it was shame I felt or maybe I didn't feel the, the comfortable, the like comfortable to even talk to my mom about it. Mm. Um And, and it's normal, so though. It's Is so it? normal. Okay. I, I hear so many people talk about that I hear a lot of moms even say like hey I found out that my daughter hid her period from me from x amount of months even though I talked to her about it and you know and they get so sad because it makes them feel like oh my my child is not 
comfortable with me talking about this. And so I was like, well, I feel like you should just, you know, I'm not a, a child psychologist by no means. However, it's like, I think the main thing is just the conversation that will help. Like the more you, I think it, it, the more you talk about it and even pick fun at it, even make it not necessarily pick fun at them, but even make it uh, funny, make it relatable, you know, maybe even show your kid that you also have a period and that you also have to do these things. So that way right. they feel a bit more comfortable with you because they kind of might feel alone and feel weird. And then they're also at an awkward age, like nine, 10 is an awkward age to kind of just be like, you know, um, figuring out these new like bodily functions, if you will. And then you're like discovering like these fluids. And then, you know, we're not really admitting like the things that we do when we're by ourselves and we're like, you know, looking at our clit and checking out our, you know, our vulva. And now we have like blood that comes every month and you know and it's like oh what is this this is grossing me out so some kids might automatically just go into like i'm gonna just hide this shit because it's weird yeah that was me that was me so what are you doing i guess what are the steps at an early age say um a mother is listening what would be some things that she could do to educate her daughter early on this and also make make her comfortable yeah, I was going to say like, well, the main thing like with happy periods that we have a period guide and a period workbook. So literally like a booklet that people can use, can download to um, share with their kids, read it themselves, you know, and, and I'm also talking to dads here because I feel like dads are definitely like shit. I don't have nothing to do with this. So I can't even say anything. You know what I mean? But, but it's crazy. You don't have nothing to do with it. You say, but you right. are out here sticking it, running red light <laughs> when you're right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. especially as, as, as an adult now having the open conversations, the fact that men aren't teaching their sons as well that, Hey, this is something normal because as, as men that are adults, they deal with periods as in, Oh, it ain't nothing but, you know, a little, mm -hmm. a little red, like, and so yeah. it's, it's, it's odd to me that it's also not a conversation with women and men adults to have with younger boys. I think right. that it's a conversation to have with them as well. Absolutely. I mean, I get a little pushback from schools when we do uh, period workshops and they only want to give me the girls. And I always tell really? them to give me the boys, too. Oh, absolutely. Because our workshop, our workshop really I actually do not even um, bring up gender in our workshop. We literally just talk about periods, period care, um, pads, tampons, how to use them. What's, you know, you know, figuring out what works for you, for your body, helping them identify symptoms when they're PMSing, you know, like all of these things. And yeah, I always tell them, like, bring the boys too. the boys don't have to say anything. They don't even really have to participate. But I always just say, like, I think it will be helpful if you allow the boys to come, just like how we allow dads to come. So right. like for any parent like listening, I would just say, you know, um, do your own research as well, because you might want to educate yourself first, because it may it, I'm sure there's a lot you may not even know about menstruation. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, and 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 do your best to to just communicate and allow them to ask questions, allow them to even possibly even see or hear your experience with your period. You know, whether that means showing them like what kind of products you use. Um, that's a really big thing with black women, especially like black women, like because most of us kind of stick when it comes to products, we tend to stick with whatever somebody 
taught us, especially our mama. So, so it's like pads you for sure. Do not sit here and get out of my head. So <laughs> a, a part of actually um, creating. So it's the uh, of course, the official box owner is a subscription box. And that's where period sis was born. Okay. But I literally created the subscription box because I, I have had recently um, an issue with tampons uh, mm-hmm. so maybe about a year and a half ago by the second day the inside of my vagina has been irritated beyond and it's not like it's you know a, a sti or anything like that it's literally mm-hmm. after about a day of switching a tampon in and out not only does it be was it becoming extremely dry but it was hurting mm-hmm. and so Mind you, I was just, I'm not going to shit on the brand I was using. But yes, it was just the brand that I had been using since, oh my God, middle school, you know, middle Mm -hmm. school, high school into my adulthood. Mm -hmm. And so that is the thing. We do use whatever uh, our aunties, our mom, our Mm -hmm. teacher gave us. That's where we kind of just stick to it. Okay, this is what we know. And now there are so many organic options and alternatives for your menstrual cycle uh, to kind of use during that time of the month that unfortunately we don't have access to because we don't know about it or it's not on the the shelves at Target or Walgreens. Mm -hmm. And so now it is about, you know, women like us educating and letting women know that there are alternatives. So can we speak to that? You spoke about that recently. Yeah. So I, I, again, my my vagina was irritated. <laughs> yes. Every period I was like, 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 I had a hard time learning how to use tampons because I wasn't sexually active uh-huh. while I was, you know, using okay, them. Uh, uh-huh. So it, it was not fun. Uh, I'll tell you wait, that. So wait, I used, wait, I, wait, wait, hold back. Hold but, so she used pads. I used pads for a very, very, very long time. We used to have a pads that you add this contraption with. Remember? And you would no. have to, you would have to hook it on. What? And, I don't know what that is. And the pad was like a brick. It wasn't <laughs> like the pads you have today. Day. I'm not a pad person. I will say I will shame an adult using a pad, which <laughs> isn't which isn't good. But I do feel like a pad is childish. Um, so can you talk to me about tampons and the research that you found as to maybe why I was getting that reaction with using just, you know, the the regular drugstore tampon? Well, first of all, let me ask you this. Are you a heavy? Was your flow heavy? So I do want to let you know, as well as the rest of the world, I am one of God's favorites. <laughs> And no, I say didn't. that no, she didn't. because my period is only three days long. And so I am one of his chosen ones here on. <laughs> no, but so I have a three day period. Um, Day one. Fuck. It's here by yes. day two. It is the heaviest. Yes. Day three. It's saying bye. And I say three days because by day four, it's literally I'm You're wiping spotting. brown. Yeah. yeah it's, mm-hmm. it's so I really say three three days um so yeah that's me so yeah um yeah i'm talking about i'm a four definitely like a four a four day person um okay so i feel i feel you 100 percent. everyone's different it kind of it tends to change you know as you get older diet and of course like yeah Definitely with the products that you're using. So here's the thing, like there's mad chemicals in, and it's not just tampons, y'all. It's just mad chemicals in a lot of your um, uh, kind of like, 
I would say your regular um, name brand, home brand uh, uh, companies as far as, I mean, I don't know. I have no I love, problem. I love how you're tiptoeing around. I mean, if you, ha- well, I don't mind shaming any of you. If I mean, you want to say which the, ones are probably the, not the best the, for us to the, use. The thing is, I I do it all the time. <laughs> like they know, they know I don't fuck with them, and they so know I have my reasons. Tell me, and this oh, is you know, also let me throw public. it out. I'm gonna say Tampax. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's the one. So they, they fucked me up, girl. I I will not go near it again. I'm sorry. Well, well so here's the thing. There's like mad chemicals and um, if it's not organic, if it's not plant based, which does exist, if it's not using like um, any essentials, uh, pretty much plant based, same thing. Um, it's 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 definitely dangerous. So it's like brands like you buy Kotex, Tampax Pearl, Playtex Sport, Safe and Soft. Those, those literally have like really like six main chemicals that are so bad, like and even um, um, you know, as far as uh, just irritants and toxic, um, even leading up to cancer, leading up to skin irritants. Um, and first of all, let me back up, actually. So people need to understand that uh, pads, tampons, the, the cotton that is used to make our our menstrual product, it's pretty much like dipped in like a chemical soup, if you will, because the cotton that has to be processed, like, you know, when they're when they're making cotton and they're processing it, it has to be clean. So before they they use the machine to form, to lay out and stretch out the cotton to make the pad or the liner or the tampon, they dip it in like a chemical soup. That chemical soup soup pretty much has like um, alcohol, uh, acetone, which is what you use to to, to, to to take off my acrylic nail. Yes. Acetone. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, sis, but I have to just, I have to I, tell this, you, um, fragrance, me. fragrances. Okay. So, so consider like, you know, if you took some perfume and you just stuck it up your pussy, like is literally the same thing. Um, and there's a whole bunch of other shit that I actually can't even pronounce, but it was a time where like, I low key, like Googled like certain ones that I wasn't so familiar with. Um, like, especially like, like carbon, you know, dioxide or whatever. But, um, a lot of this stuff is, it's really bad. And it's more so coming from a lot of the other materials that's in the tampon. Cause it's not just the cotton. So we're talking like rayon, um, which is, you know, very, uh, people use that. Like, I mean, that's kind of in a lot of household products, if you will, not just, um, your period products, but it's a lot of like, crazy stuff that's in it um, on top of just the chemicals that's, you know, that they use to, to clean it. And they, you, they do that to possibly to just clean out any other bacterias that they right. feel like they, that shouldn't just be in it. Um, and the crazy shit is like, we should be suing a lot of these companies, but we don't because there's because there's not enough education out there. People understand. Like, for example, I'll just use this as a quick example. A couple of years ago, there was a lawsuit where a woman, she sued the fuck out of Johnson and Johnson because she claimed that the baby powder gave her cancer and she won. Yes. I remember that lawsuit. She won. She won. Yes, um, she was using the product faithfully. However, they were definitely. um uh, I mean, they were in the wrong because they did not tell her or tell any of us that the baby powder had at least like 30 different types of chemicals in it. And a lot of those chemicals, you know, cause our, our cancer ca- cancer causing and caused her harm to the point where she I want to say she actually developed uh, cervical cancer or ovarian wow. cancer and she won. So think about like 
all of these women walking around that have all this pain and they're, you know, from having uh, when they have their cramps, you're not really thinking about maybe these cramps are coming from this, your the irritation that you're getting, your body is getting irritated from all the chemicals that you're putting in it. We need to be suing the fuck out of all of these companies. But for some reason, none of us have decided to do that. But the other thing that's kind of shifted is the fact that we have brands like the Honeypot Company and Seventh Generation and Rayel and Lola and Nature Care, where it's like they were aware of that and they just decided to create their own shit. The Honeypot Company. I, I mean, I love what they're doing yeah. with Honeypot and a lot of these organic brands. So, yeah, I'm a user of Honeypot, Cora. Um, shout out to, hey, if y'all want to get in the box, you know, what's up? Um, yeah, for yeah, sure. No, I, I love what they're doing, but also they are like the fact that even you and, and those brands have social media accounts to yeah. normalize period seeping through your panties yeah. or just the string hanging because like like we do know and, and like we were talking about too and like we're going to get into there is still shame and stigma and the fact that as women a lot of us don't talk about what we're experiencing during our periods like like you said you have women um that send you photos and it's like hey is is this color of, of my blood normal? <laughs> yes. Those aren't normalized conversations to have. And we definitely should be normalizing. Them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I try to tell people to here's my thing. And I feel like this is why I get the response, because, yes, I get mad women. It's almost like dick pics, like when you get dick pics and you don't want it. But it's like, mm, all right, it's fine. <laughs> you know, you like, know what's crazy. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. But when you get one that look good, you're like. I ain't even mad. I ain't even mad. Right. It's, it's like, only okay. when it's, it's only when it's not attractive or ashy that you'd be like, yeah, you're a weirdo. Get your dick out my DM. Yeah. 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 But no, it's 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 fine. I get it. Like I'm I'm the period posse leader. People want to share all their period details content with me. I, I love it. So it's it's totally fine. I'm used to it. But um, I think the main reason why I just I do get such a response with that is because I like to educate people on just them getting to know their period differently than any other way that they did before. So the main thing I preach is look at your period like a fifth vital sign. So your mm. period is basically going to tell you everything that's wrong with your body before any other thing else. Your period can tell you if you have... Um, if you have anything going on uh, reproductively, for sure, if you have anything oh, going on with your colon. So how does so can you give us some like examples of that? Well, I was going to I was going to tell you like the whole thing with the blood color. So people should definitely mm. pay attention to uh, the color of their period blood. So, of course, like anything that might be like uh, as far as like a red crimson kind of color, like a straight up red color. That's normal. That's OK. There's like okay. a different, you know, of course, we can like kind of go down the lot the line of like if it's more of like a maroon really really dark almost black or even if it's um if uh you notice that it's really clotty then that may be an issue going on with your colon that could be an issue going on with your stomach um that also can be an indicator of you pretty much just take you have too much sugar going on you be eating too much sugar ah, too much drinking okay. um that actually is a huge cause of even the cramps so that kind of correlates into your symptoms so someone who clots a lot or has a really heavy flow and their flow is always really clotty and their blood is kind of dark almost like a red wine-ish kind of color all the time then they definitely need to like switch up on their diet and maybe even okay. like the products that they use for some people who um 
their period may be like on the like on a lighter shade of things. If their period is kind of like a lighter red or even like a pinkish color, they may even have like an issue of being anemic or not even eating enough, uh, uh, eating enough greens in their diet even. Um, and that also can be an indicator of like some type of like UTI situation going on. Um, okay. Um, now, I actually wanted to talk about too, because what? Um, and, and, and guys, I want y'all to know, Chelsea, you're, you're not a doctor, correct? Right. I'm not. Okay. But so most, we're just yeah, women like, talking uh, about <laughs> our goddamn period. So I don't want y'all to, you know, but I do want to ask if you're familiar again, just with the conversation I've had recently. And this is I don't know if it's TMI or now y'all are just really getting into who I am. <laughs> but last month, my period came on nine days early. Okay. This month, it came four days earlier than, the, you know, than the nine days. Yeah. So what like and when I Googled it, of course, because we go straight to Google if we feel like anything is Absolutely. up with our bodies. And there were 20 different reasons that they said, you know, uh, stress, uh, change in diet, mm-hmm. exercise, mm-hmm. STI, pregnancy, literally everything that could possibly happen to our bodies was a was a possibility. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, great. So that doesn't help. <laughs> Do you know about anything specifically that leads to. Uh, an irregular period if someone has normally been regular is stress is for real for real like stress is the number one thing however though I always tell folks like to kind of um, not really look at just that first month or two you might have to monitor it monitor it like a few months down the line, which is why it's really important to like, I have a period journal and I'm, I'm actually coming out with one too, like professionally, like a, like a straight up period journal for people to have to document symptoms, document changes that's going on with their period. Um, they'll be able to check like their, the, the blood flow and the color and all of that, because it could be something else happening, but there's really no way for you to, for really figure it, figure it out, like in that short amount of time. And I know like, yeah, like two months is like, that's enough time, sis. But it's like to really say, to me, that's a long time. But really, it, but really, it may not be because your body could just be shifting into just a, a different time frame. You know what I'm saying? Girl, for, for your period. Girl is shifting into thirty years old. That's what it's shifting into, <laughs> which is very, I, very true. I don't know. How old are you, sis? I'm you don't turning thirty in three weeks. Oh, so. word. Okay, I'm I'm turning thirty two in about two. Are you? I'm October second. What day are you? You're all Libra, October eleventh, baby. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I yeah, I, I I did a part of me wondered because I know that my mom always you know said that even during New Year's mm-hmm. at the change of a year yeah. your period will be on a different time flow than what mm-hmm. it has been. Just because the year changed. Um, and, it, and you have to, if you're into taking into account other energies, for sure. Like, I'm not one to ignore that either. Um, I do believe in like, as far as with the energies of women, like our bodies sinking together, our period sinking. Um, but here's the thing, like, because I don't want to scare you into thinking like, oh, it could be something like a huge issue. But it's more, right. that's why I'm like, it's so important to just continue to look at that and see like, you know, obviously, like what day does your period finally like stop on and see if it gets into like you know kind of its regular little cycle again because long term when people look at it it could be an indicator of other things like fibroids or endometriosis or dysmenorrhea or like me I used to be a two three day period girl as well but now in my 30s like I said I'm day four or five where it's like and my symptoms kind of change you get what I'm saying so it's like you get older it's different plus your body is also realizing like okay we're not having babies right now so maybe let's slow down 
down on like the strength that we have to make babies and just kind of like take it a little easier. So your body's just naturally shifting. But it's, it's also it's crazy. So much. Gonna, yeah. And I was going to say that the only time I even feel like women do feel comfortable talking about their period is when they're saying they don't have one <laughs> because of either birth, birth control. control mm-hmm. Right. Or, or there's so many different reasons why a woman may not be getting her period. Yeah. But I feel like that's the only time women really talk about it is when they're like, well, girl, I don't get one. So um, so I <laughs> wanted to talk to you about how the 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 period talk has become more of a normalized thing in pop culture where we're seeing it now in our adult cartoons mm-hmm. like Big Mouth that's on Netflix. Um, we talked about it as well. Um, I may destroy you on HBO. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on how periods are now being brought into pop culture? I mean, I love it, but it, I feel like it's low key. It's also a representation of like all the people who have periods that's now in the rooms and, and at the seat of the tables, if you will. So like folks like Michaela Cole, where she is a creator and she created that content of I may destroy you to make, you know, make it so that there was a scene where my nigga like, they were having period sex and my nigga do you, pulled out do you her have tampon. Period sex, you have period sex. I'm actually not into period sex on day one, two, or three, but day four or five, I'm ready. Really? See, and I didn't had a whole like I had a makeup sponge stuck up my <laughs> pussy one time because I was like, Sponges I don't have periods. Yeah. There's Girl. even um there's a product, not to like push the product situation, but there is a right. product that um definitely advocates for you to use it if you are if you want to have period sex like it's awesome the flex it's, cup, right yes the disc yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so i'm like i'm all I'm for curious. it i'm curious i may try because i do feel like i do want to share my experience of course with all these products that i yeah. am able to get for the box and beyond because it's all about education and and getting again like like i was saying like I just started using organic tampons at 29 years old. And it's just like the idea that even over the last year, year and a half, I've been noticing this. It's just like, all right. Yeah. We, we, something has to give, we have to start having these conversations unless we all going to come together and sue these motherfuckers. You know what I mean? And I think, I think eventually we will. Cause like, that's what I do as a part of um, me being a board member of the period equity um, organization. So it's like that organization, you know, we we're, we're into suing the States right now, trying to eliminate the tampon tax. So it's like right now we're working towards making sure that, you know, I mean, the goal eventually is for all 50 States to actually not have a tax when it comes to period products because it's already enough that we have to pay for them and they're expensive and some are bad for us and some are good but it's like why taxes for something that's not our fault they are not cheap products no and i saw you actually compared because um is it true you said that there was not a tax on viagra correct for state of california yes there is not a tax on viagra right wow in florida there's no tax on bubble gum or pop tops pop tarts some shit like that but there is a tax on tampons yeah the sale of tampons pads all period products it, it, it makes so much money and states just look at that factor as far as the money and they don't look at it like wait this is sexist this is like discriminatory as fuck um but we just have to come together you know to fight that but yeah it's it's very it's very true each state i mean we we're, we're down to a little a little under 15 states but it's still so much so much more to do though 
you know. I did not even think of the fact that the just local governments, state governments were literally monetizing off of the fact that we have a period that we cannot control. Mm-hmm. I did not. I didn't even honestly even even think of it in that manner. Yeah. I mean, it goes really deep, especially the fact of like we're taxed for them, but yet they're not even free in public places like bath a restaurant. No, they're not. Bathroom. You got to you got to put the little quarters in mm-hmm. the, the, the thing to even get them. Yeah. Yes. So it's like we're trying to get it to where it's like, OK, y'all can also make sure. I mean, that's definitely more of my thing. I want to make sure that every airport you go into, all the schools, any public restroom that you go into, if y'all can afford to give us paper towels, toilet paper, soap and water, then you can afford to make the adjustment adjustment to have free, at least free pads in the in the restrooms. There's no reason why people can't do that, but they just I, don't want to. I 100 percent agree. And so normally before we get out, uh, but before we we end up, I love for my guests to either give a bit of advice or a tip. And for this, I want to ask you what do you think are the next steps to a normalizing these conversations and also uh, kind of a two part? I would love for you to also give advice for someone listening with a daughter Ooh. who is uncomfortable with having this conversation. What advice you would give to her as well to have a an adult conversation with her regarding her period? I think I can kind of answer this all in one, like for real, for real. It's, it, it really just comes down to having that conversation. And even if the person, if the daughter or son, you know, it doesn't matter. Even if they present like, hey, I'm uncomfortable having this conversation with you, then maybe say, okay, well, would you be open to having a conversation with someone else? You know, would you be open to uh, listening to uh, a podcast or reading this book? Because your life our lives literally depend on it. The only way we're going to be able to change this whole aspect of uh, uh, or more so eliminating the stigma on menstruation, we have to be able to to have a conversation about it and to educate each other. You know what I mean? So it's going to start definitely like with the generation, the younger generation, like educating them, letting them know like, hey, this is normal. It's it's not that deep, but it's deep, deep enough for us to, you know, be necessary for us to even talk about it. So, yeah. Just talk no, about it. It's that, just about blood, man. It's just blood. Look, look, it, <laughs> all right. It's just blood. Um, no, no, but it is. And it's crazy because I've even had the conversation of of someone telling me I should seek therapy and in therapy, find out where the trauma lies that I have this huge issue with blood. Because like I said, period sex ain't happening. Mm-hmm. And just a part of me, like, but it also it, it's not even just period blood. When I watch, I've been watching Lovecraft Country. Yes, and when I love gets, that show. It's, it's a great show. But girl, when it gets gory yes. and there's the skin starts falling off. I literally turn and cover my eyes. I could not ever really watch uh, what right, uh, what is it? The Stephen King movie. I mean, it, none of it. OK, I just I, the, when the blood get carry, I don't want to watch the blood <laughs> fall. Off. Anything with blood, even like I said, in pop culture. Oh, I can't. I can't do it. Um, I get but it. No, it's totally Chelsea, fine. It's normal. Chelsea, where can my listeners follow you find you and support you oh man to support me means to support happy period check us out at hashtag happyperiod.org um we're all over social media we are happy period on ig twitter and facebook um you can find me chelsea von Chaz. please do not send me pictures of your bloody panties unless i ask for them 
because sometimes I do ask for content. I, I do want to, you know what I'm saying? Like, because I want to repost it that normalize the shit, but I may not want to see dookie panties. I may not want to see like. Well, maybe it's just brown blood, uh, Chelsea. Right. It, 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 very, it very much so. But there has been times where I'm like, no, that is definitely shit. That's definitely shit, sis. Like, well, can we normalize <laughs> shit too? Right, oh, we we definitely can. Not, <laughs> we definitely can, but that's just not that's not what I do. Like, I have a sis who does talk about poop for real, for real. Yes, I oh, do. Okay, but, well, we but might have me. to get her on here too. We gonna normalize poop. <laughs> um, but no, Chelsea, thank you for so much for joining me today. Um, again, for all of for anyone who's looking to get in touch with Chelsea or wants to know how they can help her organization happy period all of that will be in the description of this episode and again stay tuned for stats and facts right at the end i'm gonna let you guys know a little bit more about the period all right all right thank you again chelsea thanks <laughs> i'm just laughing because we really took it there we really discussed the colors of your blood during your period. Yes, that's what we're doing over here at Period Sis, okay? Um, as always, I wanted to bring you some stats and facts around your period. Um, one of which, if we go back to the color and we go back to panties, most women have period stains in every pair of underwear. So 54% of 36,000 women surveyed by Thinks said that they ruined every pair of underwear they owned due to their period of course, a lot of us own period panties as well because we don't want to ruin our sexy ones. But insider story, if you follow me on Instagram, I did a video where I was wearing lingerie around the house and I was dancing with my with my kitty cat. And that's my real cat, not, not my pussy cat. But I was dancing around and I sent it to my man and I was so ready to see him. Went to use the bathroom and guess what I did? I wiped blood. And I was like, great. Here goes my period on four days early. So even if we do like schedule the period panties, um, nine times out of 10, we can't save the rest of them. Okay. Um, another fact that I, that I found that was very interesting was the fact that sleeping with a nightlight can actually help to regulate your cycle. Um, also, the average woman has more than 400 periods in her lifetime and before her mission in 1983, NASA engineers asked Sally Ride if she would need a hundred tampons for the week of her period in space. Her savage response was, no, that would not be the right number. Again, showing how uninformed so many people are with the thing that comes every goddamn month, damn near. Again, that is, of course, unless you are battling with some sort of medical condition or you're on birth control. Um, I was super excited to have this conversation. Make sure you guys follow Chelsea. I'm putting her information in the description of this episode. And I also want to thank all of you guys who are supporting the official box owner. Um, if you have not, please go on over to officialboxowner.com. Join the mailing list. Also, we are dropping the subscription box this month. You guys will be able to get some of the goodies um, from the brands that, again, you may not be able to find in your local retail drugstore. So I'm super excited to be launching official box owner. And 
again, all you have to do is join the mailing list to keep up to date with when the box launches. And again, subscribe. It is a quarterly box. Um, so again, we're only taking your money four times a year. Um, no, that, that I don't I don't even know if that was a joke at all. Anyways, again, I want to thank all of you guys for tuning into Period Sis. Once again, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Specifically, if you are listening to us on the Apple Podcast app and yeah, I'm super excited. This month, um, I will be joined with a ton of women fighting so many different things in their womanhood journey. Um, but I'm also going to be joined by the owners in the brands that are going to be in the box for my inaugural launch. So I'm super excited. And once again, guys, stay tuned because we're giving you tales of womanhood every week here on Period Sis. I'm your girl, Mandy B. And until next time. time. There's studies that show that how you learn about menstruation um, actually informs your lifelong experience with with it.